Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, as we always do on a Monday, uh, we uh, look through some of the stories from the weekend. Today, we're joined by the journalist and author. Uh, Breaking Point is still in the shops. Adele Coffee. Adele, good afternoon to you. There's still a few copies left. Go There's on still out and buy few, them. Buy them now uh, before, the, before the, uh, they all run away. The, are you, do you do well in the heat? Are you a heat person? No, no, I'm definitely not. Um, I am I am classic Irish. I'm very much like, God, I'm either it's freezing or it's really I'm dying with the heat. Yeah, the like just, kill you. yeah, it yeah. would it would kill you exactly. So I'm very much that kind of person. Um, I I don't love sun holidays. So obviously, uh, I'm enjoying the sunshine. I like it at a you know I'd love a good 21 degrees, Sean, clear skies. Right, that's my okay. ideal. <laughs> but, but given and now and just 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 within the context of Ireland, because mm. obviously the rest of Europe is in you know it's it's life threatening stuff. But what's happening mm. in Ireland? is a bit of heat rather than, yeah. you know, and maybe, are we maybe overreacting to it a little bit in uh, this country? Well, uh, no, look, I think we can't talk about this without talking about climate change. Yeah. It threatens us all. And obviously, if our little country is the one remaining outcrop where you can get sort of balmy weather, like pretty soon we'll have a lot of people wanting to live here and join us. But no, I, I think obviously for Ireland, um, this is just a boon. This is lovely weather mm. and we're all enjoying it. Um, but it was interesting to look over the weekend at the, the covers of the newspapers. You know, some newspapers chose to illustrate these stories with people on the beach having lovely 99s and, you know, everyone enjoying themselves. And some had like blazing infernos, which is what's happening in, on the continent at the moment. Um, so, you know, there's there's kind of, there's a guilt associated actually with enjoying the weather at the moment it, it yeah feels, doesn't it yeah I, like I, I I have have to say I have been out and enjoying it this weekend there's a lovely breeze a lovely breeze off the west coast where I live um, and I, I got out there I got the Ikea umbrella up in the back garden and I, I got uh, a nice Aperol spritz had okay. one of those in Very the middle of the day. Very sophisticated, yeah. yes. For 10 minutes before I returned to my actual life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did make sure to Instagram that, Sean, just for posterity. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it's it's obviously it's a really concerning time when you see um, temperatures going so high that um, fires are starting. And I was listening to a reporter this morning talking about London and how it's expected to reach 40 degrees today, which is unbearable. Could you imagine being on the Even underground? Even on the tube. Yeah. Uh, and there was a report as well that uh, some of, the, like, obviously the trains, they have to reduce their speed and a wooden sleeper burst into flames, apparently, um, mm. the other day. So there's there's just kind of really terrifying stuff happening, unnatural stuff, stuff that you, it's the stuff of your nightmares, really, isn't it? And, mm. and there's no denying that it's it's unnatural, it's dangerous to human life, it's, it's dangerous to all of us. And, and so, obviously... Uh, that's in your mind when you're sipping your Aperol spritz in the back garden. Yeah, it's an odd thing because, you know, if, if well, I mean, obviously the predictions are within a range, but a lot of predictions say that if, you know, things continue as they are, we'd be able to grow wine in Ireland. Good wine. No, no, some places do grow wine is rubbish. We'd be able to enjoy Uh, it because we'd be sweating so much. No, we'd be able to have wine in Ireland. But I mean, to your point, we'll have wine in Ireland, but there will be millions of refugees, climate refugees, trying to get into Europe that's slightly less on fire than where they're coming from. Yeah, no, and like it it is, there's 
there's no good um, side to this story, really, if you break it down. And it's just, I mean, we have to confront it. We have to make changes. Everything you read, it's so depressing because it suggests that it's too late to make those changes with any great impact. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a scary time. But I don't know if you heard that this is actually not a heat wave. I mean, this is another scary thing. Uh, just like give your listeners another <laughs> scare. This is not a heat wave. This is a, a mini heat wave or a heat event because you have to, the weather, the temperatures have to last for a minimum of five days in Ireland to be categorised as a heat wave. So, this is not even a heat wave. This okay, is just, well, that's just know, a technical. But we're yeah, but what we're getting is is just the outer edge of something that's been going on in Europe, exactly. and that definitely is a heat wave that's been going on for quite exactly, some time. Exactly, exactly. And imagine living in the cities now, in like Paris, in 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 London, and also like what's happening in Portugal, fires everywhere. Like it's it's changed. I think I think it's changed dramatically how um, how we see even holidays. Like you know. There's people going on holidays. Why would you go? To, yeah. This week, people booked for Portugal. Portugal. Um, I don't know. Are they cancelling? Maybe your listeners, some of your listeners are going. Maybe mm. they'll let you know. Are they cancelling? Are they going ahead with it? I'd say a lot of people are going ahead and, and you know, mm. seeing They've what happens. they spent the money. And, yeah, you know. you know, which is, again, a, quite an Irish response, isn't it? Well, you know, I'm Spent the money, I might as well, and, 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 and we'll <laughs> exactly. hope for the best. Yes, we'll go to Portugal and hope it cools down. That's, that's not a thing. Though I, like, I, we have... Um, friends who live in the south of France that makes it sound very fancy but it's not like the fancy south of so France um, but but like and I, I was uh, texting my friend there at the weekend saying you know and they're they're anticipating those 40 degrees it was clear it was something like 38 on Saturday but only a few weeks ago they had um, a storm it was a completely freak storm mm. where hailstones the size of tennis balls just pelted their village for a couple of hours Every single roof in the village was um, like, and we had just arrived to visit them for the weekend. And like every single uh, um, roof in the village is being repaired by the by the fire brigade just to, to to shore things up. The top of every single car was dented. Wow! There was a car dealership on the edge of town that everybody assumed was going to go out of business because all the cars were wrecked. And so those kind of we and you know my friends been going there for decades and never no one's ever seen yeah. what, these kind of weird weather events before. Yeah, and it's apparently so they're going to get more frequent and they're going to get more intense. Um, you know, over the last three years, like I think the the record for Britain anyway was like thirty eight degrees in Cambridge three years ago. I mean, we've had over thirty degrees here in Ireland in Shannon. I think about I think twenty nineteen as well. Um, I think actually, yeah, there was. I think there was just a report there in the Phoenix Park. It tipped over. Uh, the 30 degree mark. yesterday, did it? Yeah. yeah. So it, they're, they're going to happen more regularly and with more intensity. And just, I mean, we can only hope that our um, leaders and our politicians will be able to implement some sort of policy to make the changes that we need to do. Sorry, it's all got very serious. Yeah. Uh, someone's texting to say, don't forget wildlife. Please leave our yeah. little bowls of water for birds, hedgehogs, foxes, etc. Preferably in a shaded area. Don't take them for walks yeah. or anything like that. You know, yeah. They can't uh, sweat. They can only sweat through their mm. noses and their paws. Their paws, apparently. yeah. That's weird. Uh, also, actually, someone says, if you leave out a bowl for a hedgehog, 
uh, make sure that they're uh, quite flat and steady. Otherwise, the hedgehogs can fall in. And drown. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's just all bad news today, isn't it? <laughs> Don't drown hedgehogs to add to their problems. So that would be um, a thing. So, uh, um, well, there is obviously a, a, a leadership battle going on in the Tory party in the UK. Do you think there's actually going to be some sort of move on Hall Martin? In the in the near future, well, like there was a story on Sunday um, about yeah, apparently some rebel Fianna Fáil TDs are saying that they will not um, support the change of um, Taoiseach in December. Yeah, you know, right, this power the rotation sharing thing, yeah. rotation. Yeah, so uh, they're they're threatening that they won't give Leo Varadkar their support unless Micheál Martin is gone as leader. Um, now. We're a long way out. It's December that this uh, rotation happens. So this is kind of, uh, you know, a nice send off for the summer holidays, really, isn't it? It's like stir the pot and then off we go. Um, But I like personally, I think that Hall's doing. And again, I would like to declare no bias here. I'm not in any way a Fianna Fáil um, supporter or anything like that. But I do think that he's doing as good a job as anyone else. But... There's a, a sense that there's a fear when Leo Varadkar comes into uh, his role again as leadership, as leader. I think he will be re-elected as, um, as Taoiseach in December. Um, well, that's there's a the fear, deal. There's a fear that Fianna Gael will be trampled completely, that it won't be a partnership um, of Michal and Leo. It will be Leo. And um, there's a, a sense that they need um, somebody more Dublin-centric, dare I say it. Hmm. Which isn't a very, isn't a very Fianna Fáil point of view, or what no, I thought. No, and they're talking about Jack Chambers as um, as somebody who would um, be good there. Although Jim O'Callaghan is considered um, a really strong contender as mm. well. So, but again, then there's things you have to get into things like um, uh, youth versus maturity or experience versus. Um, I'm not going to say. Uh, vibrancy or vigour because I don't think that that necessarily leeches out of you with experience. And um, But, you know, there's the, the youth versus age um, yeah, debate yeah. there as well. And they might be looking for, you know, a younger a face, a younger generation. But obviously, if this were to go ahead and if um, Michal wasn't to stand down and if the rebels were to, you know, stick to their word, it could tr- trigger a general election, and um, yeah, none of them want that. I, I don't think anyone wants that, like um, because Sinn Fein absolutely will win a general election if yeah. it's triggered. Oh no, yeah, and that, I mean that's well, I, I would assume that's only a matter of time anyway, barring some awful disaster in terms of something that happens to Sinn Fein. But the, the, would it not be better if Fianna Fáil figured out what they're for? Actually, first, because I mean, we know, like, we know where Sinn Fein stands. We know where the Greens stand, where the Labour Party, where the Social Democrats stand. Fine Gael are a centre-right party. Um, therefore, you know, posh boys who go to public schools. It's, it's that's maybe you know a bit of a blithe generalisation, but Fianna Fáil are lost within that. Who well, knows I, I, what yeah, they're for? Yeah, and I think the problem is that Sinn Fein are starting to sort of. Um, become the party that Fianna Fáil used to be yeah. and to fill those gaps that Fianna Fáil maybe aren't filling now um, or, or perceived to be not filling by the electorate anyway. Um, there's a reason that Sinn Féin are so popular and it's because they promised to fix the problems of housing and health that mm. this country has been you know, burdened with for so many decades at this point, which would suggest to me that they're not really 
immediately fixable. Yes, well, no, I mean, it's always, it's always easy to, yeah, to fix those problems when you're in opposition. Uh, Mary on Twitter says, the Irish going abroad is just another example of us continuing dancing at a wedding when the, with the fire alarm going off. <laughs> That's, That's an excellent analogy, Mary. Well done. Do, the, uh, the, the Tory leadership thing, do you, who do you think is going to pit I, that? I'm very interested in this, actually, because it really does seem like less like a sort of job interview and more like um, a sort of political version of Mean Girls. You know, they're, they're all just killing each other. Yeah. Um, but so, in the politest possible way because they don't want to be seen to be doing oh, Yeah, because also the fact is that they're all going to have to work together whenever whoever wins, wins. Mm. They're all going to have to go back and be in the office together. But um, so for me, despite the fact that this woman, Penny Mordaunt, who none of us have ever heard of before now, is second in terms of parliamentary support, uh, Rishi Sunak being the first and Liz Truss being the third, I think it's going to come down to between Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak just because they are, you know, none of the others are really qualified in terms of experience to become the prime minister. Um, So I think it's down to Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. They were supposed to have a debate on Sky News tonight. It has Mm. been cancelled because Sunak and Truss pulled out. Now, there were a few debates uh, over the course of the weekend and the last week. And it appears that they've made the the decision that the debates are doing more harm than good uh, to the Conservative Party as a whole because Mm. of the bickering and the snide attacks. Um, So, yeah, so, so... like that's not a great sign because people are saying, well, you know, you should be open to scrutiny, you should be open to discussion, but like they've nothing to gain from the debates and they've everything to lose from them. So, yeah. you know, and we'll know by the end of the week, I think. So today, I think the parliamentary party is going to cast their votes. Um, so they'll whittle off one um yeah, but that's one, yeah, the, one of the two others. Who, and yeah, then those yeah. those votes will obviously be redistributed um, and we'll see. But no, there's a lot of, um, I think Boris Johnson now as well, even though he said he's not going to get involved in any debate, there's a lot of um, sort of leaks coming out now, like talking about how Rishi Sunak was, you know, a member of the cabinet while all these things were going on that Boris was criticised for. (laughs) Because they didn't get on anyway, there was. But there seemed to be actual policy tensions there. God forbid that that, that might come into it. No, absolutely. But yeah, I I do think actually this competition is way more about personality than policy um, Mm. as it stands. Um, But yeah, there's, you know, it's it's good entertainment. There's lots of commentary, like the stuff coming out of the woodwork, like um, Penny Mordaunt, uh, somebody has come out of the woodwork to say, oh yeah, we hired her as a PR assistant 20 years ago and we had to fire her because she wasn't competent. I mean, who of us was competent 20 years ago, Sean, you know? Was, I, I like, think the Daily Mail decided they don't like her and had a right out go with her over the weekend go, and have, you, you know, all sorts of gotcha stories. Far more importantly than anything we've been talking about, a takeaway coffee might cost a fiver. Yeah, listen. That's we're talking nuts. about temperatures rising, coffee prices rising as well. Um, so... Basically, the Sunday Times d- took it upon themselves to do a, um, a survey of Dublin city centre coffee shops and they found that the most expensive was, uh, you know, for a regular latte or cappuccino style uh, cup was for 20. Um, that was in Starbucks. And then you could get one. They found one for 330 um, on the Keys or on the South Lots, uh, South Lots Road. Um, and like there's... 
Costa Coffee, they were 4.15 for a regular cappuccino latte. And then Insomnia's regular cappuccinos and lattes were priced at €4. So you've breached the €4 mark um, with a few of the, the big chains there. Now, I don't know about you, but what do you balk at? Like, would you balk at somebody saying that's four euros, please, for your morning coffee? Do you have a morning coffee routine? I do, yeah. I, but I but it's it's a, a, a flat day. white I yeah. get on the way into work I get a flat white that's three fifty that and that has gone up that and used to be that's a tiny cup now that's, that's a businessman's kind of drink it's like I've no time for your lattes I don't have a half an hour yeah, to drink it's this true, yeah. I'm drinking yeah. my flat I'm, white. it's because I'm bristling with testosterone as well that's the other reason <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite an intense drink like you, it's like an espresso really that, that it is, well it's newly there yeah, yeah. but you, yeah you know strong. you're drinking a cup of coffee kind of you thing you do you do so three fifty for that tiny little cup yeah yeah. Um, and I, in my head, if somebody had asked me, like, this is like the how much is a pint of milk question. But if somebody had asked me what what does a regular latte cost? And I realised that I'm, you know, I spend most of my time in Galway. Um, I would have said like 360, 350. Now, maybe that is the case in Galway and maybe it's just Dublin City. But like still, apparently they're putting these costs down to the fact to everything from Brexit to the war in Ukraine to uh, inflation to rising energy costs. All sorts of things are feeding in. There was a and there was an interesting guy um, who owns a shop who was interviewed and he said that his milk has gone up by 46% just this year. Energy up by 108%. Coffee has gone up by 15% and packaging has gone through the roof. So look, Genie, yeah. but the thing is, like, I'd love to know, and I didn't find it in this article. Um, I'd love to know what is the basic cost of a cup of coffee? To actually make it, yeah, yeah. It and depends, how it, it big probably, is that margin? Yeah, it probably it does depend on what you are. If your rent cents. is, if your rent is, uh, like, if you're paying Dublin rent, say, as opposed Precisely. to Galway rent, that must Precisely. be a huge factor. Absolutely, and and you know your wages and all that has to factor in. And the other thing is, is you have to ask yourself, you know, the joy that a cup of coffee brings you. For me, I don't get takeaways anymore. My husband bought me, and I actually think he was doing this to sort of like get our finances in control. He bought me a. Espresso maker, or yeah. you know the fancy yeah. one with that does the milk and everything. Two years ago um, for Christmas, um, slightly better than getting a Hoover for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but <Yeah>. actually, <laughs> I love it. And I stopped. I used to buy two coffees a day. I used to buy one on the way home from school run, and I used to buy one on the way back to the school pickup. Yeah, yeah. And like, think about that. Like, that's at least seven euros a day. And that's out of control, you know, when you multiply that by a year. Anyway, it's brought it all down. I only buy a cup of coffee now as a special treat. And I paid four fifty euros um, for one just around the corner before I came in here. And do you have one of those little collapsible cup things that you can bring? Yeah, I have. I have a keep cup, but it doesn't collapse. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I have one. But, you know, I stopped using it, it during the pandemic. You yeah. use them because of obviously all the germs. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, this what prompted this article actually was the fact that there may be a minimum 20 cent levy on paper cups coming in soon. So if that's the case, they're saying that, you know, you could go over the fibre. But look, you know, it might become a weekly treat instead of a daily treat. You might have to God. string and that And it really is something a... totally disposable as well. It now, is. the emojis. Now, I'm, I must say, I knew about the aubergine, though probably I was late to realising what it meant. Um, though, I mean, I, I, I can't remember any circumstance. You one? Well, no, I can't remember any circumstance where I'd want to send a picture, <laughs> oh even God. when I thought it was just an aubergine. Why would you want to send one to somebody anyway? Anyway, I suppose the point of this is that a lot of... You know, uh, older people don't understand the subtext to I mean, this stuff that's replaced actual words. I found this story really funny, I have to say, because like I found it so hard to believe that 47% of boomers, OK, so that's people who are over 55, 
uh, believed that the aubergine represented nothing more than the vegetable itself. Like that's nearly half, <laughs> half. And like I, I'm not being ageist here, but like honestly, I thought we all knew at this stage now that an aubergine was well, yeah. not an aubergine. Yeah. When is an aubergine not just an aubergine? Yeah. So this um, company called Slack, which a lot of people will probably fami- be familiar with if you work in an office, it's kind of a messaging platform for uh, usually used by offices. They surveyed nearly 10,000 office workers worldwide and asked them about, you know, the use of emojis in a professional setting. So um, they found that there were huge differences between how, you know, people say under 24 interpreted certain messages like the wink face. Now, I would be using the wink face inappropriately with an under 24 year old. Okay, so what does the wink face mean? To me, it means having a laugh, kind of playful. Just, just joking. Yeah. To them, apparently, it's quite flirty and a bit of a come on. And so it can be seen as quite sexual, um, according to this survey. I'm not mm. sure. I'm not sure how much I yeah. believe that. And the other thing is, you know, that I was thinking, OK, so maybe in work setting, you should just stick with the very straightforward, like the simple smiley face. Who can misinterpret that? Yeah. Apparently, Gen Z's can because uh, they use that often to convey deep exasperation. Okay, so the smiley face is the equivalent to OK Boomer. It's a minefield. Yeah. It's a minefield, Sean. And the peach. The peach. So for those people who don't know, the peach can represent um, buttocks. Right, you know, but the, not peaches. Not peaches. Well, you know, you can use it as, as a peach, you know, if you want to be really literal. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently that can mean buttocks. And a lot of people over the age of 55 do not know that if you send a peach. But again, in what context are you going to send the peach? Like just as a fruit. But the person who designed the emojis, I wonder, did they mean it to mean these body parts? Or did they j- j- just mean oh, it no. as a peach? No, us humans, we took that on. Like I use, I was um, thinking about my favourite ones. The, the, like the bared teeth one is my favourite one. I'm, I'm constantly just like, Argh. yeah. Uh, and that I use that to just represent how I'm kind of cringing a bit or irritated or uh, hate this. And also the skull. I use the skull all the time and I do not use it for death. I use it for kind of social death or I yeah. use it for something that like I've made a mistake and oh God, I I want to die kind of thing, you know. So a lot of the time our interpretations are completely personal and individual. Yeah, and yeah. like my husband or my friend who I text all the time would get those meanings. But like maybe if I texted a 24 year old, sure it's be under know, arrest in yeah, no time. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's very strange. Adele, it was peachy having you in. <laughs> uh, make of that what you will. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.